Good afternoon, Meet Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and movies and TV and things. This is episode number 251. Dude. We have, we have now, I know, we've now done as many episodes as the number of cities and towns in Vermont. Oh. Oh. Seriously? Appar- apparently there are only who, that many? Yeah. Apparently people who visit all of them become plus members of the Vermont 251 Club. <gasps> wow. Wow. Which I gets love, you what, exactly? Oh, I love how you hate this, and I'm super interested in what it's like in Vermont. <laughs> no, I just want to know what that card gets you. Does it get you, like, free parking? Like, better parking at Costco or something? Like I, Discounted I, lift tickets. Maybe. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. I would hope, anyway. Yeah, you deserve yeah. it. That I don't know if sense. you have to, like, bring a passport and get stamped in all of the little towns, but... Maybe they just is believe there you. Or a passport for Vermont? No. <gasps> is it in the shape of a state? <laughs> Hopefully Vermont. Yes. <laughs> and it's just a big broken ski, and you walk around, and people sign it. Oh, that sounds fair. more Vermont-like. Based speaking, on all the things I know. Speaking of long journeys, this week we're talking about Labyrinth, mm. the 1986 Muppet slash David Bowie film. This episode is sponsored, as always, by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial membership, you can get a free audiobook of your choice and support our show. And it is sponsored particularly by Helen, who says this, I saw this as a kid and enjoyed it for the Henson puppets. Then I saw it again when I was older and was awakened by the glory that is David. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Helen. We love your sponsorship. We also love that you said awakened by the glory. (laughs) Uh, yeah, like and David Bowie game. was like he was like forty percent awakened the whole show. His glory <laughs> yeah. was just kind of was his glory was well awakened. <laughs> mm. 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 Anyway, uh, it's she said she goes on to say this movie is beautiful and trippy, and I'm not entirely sure what's going on most of the time or if any of it makes sense, but it remains one of my favorites. Well, you remain one of our favorites. Thank you for sponsoring. If you want to join Helen in the rank of sponsorships. Also, she might be Helene, and it didn't copy the accent. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, or Helen. Yeah. Or, oh, that's the one. That's probably Helen. Uh, no. Thanks. For, thanks for being here, Helly. Uh, and if you want to join her, you can uh, force us to watch anything that you used to like for one reason and now like for a different reason by going to readweep.com and signing up for our mailing list. You get some fun email from me, and you can be the first to know when our sponsorships are available. Be like Big H. Uh, let me introduce your panel. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And joining me, as always, from Brooklyn, New York, it's he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. Welcome back, Mr. Chris Smith. Hey there, Alex. Do you want to come in and have a cup of tea with the missus? No? Well, I'll just be here. I'm just a worm. <laughs> could, could I have a cup of tea out here? I feel like I'm too big for your worm house. You could not. I have no arms, and my jaunty <laughs> scarf takes up most of my character. <laughs> Oh, I did. Chaunty scarf. Uh, so cute. Also joining us, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Please welcome back, Tanya. Ain't got no fruitcake, ain't got no problems. <laughs> I got 99 problems and fruitcake isn't one of them. Honestly, I don't care for fruitcake, so I completely vibe with this song. <laughs> Although... I heard it as suitcase originally, and I was like, actually not having a suitcase poses significant problems. <laughs> yes, for international air travel. Especially for, for that. air travel. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm. Why are we... Mm. All right. Mm. Uh, I mean, maybe just duffel bag is what the answer to that song is. Or 
Sure, just American Apparel duffel bag. Yeah, that'll Ooh. that'll keep you good for a few weeks. Handsome. That'll enough. hold up. That'll that'll smuggle your illicit liquor. Also, for some reason, the woman posing in this is also naked. Well, sure. <laughs> Don't know why. She's just naked holding a duffel bag. Well, All right. Some also, things never change. Also joining us, she's the author of Everything I Know About Love I Learned from Romance Novels and Other Books. Please welcome back from SmartBitchesTrashyBooks.com, Sarah Wendell. I just want you guys to know that all of the music from this movie is now my ringtone. My, my phone throbs with the 80s. There's so much throbbing 80s that comes out of my phone now. It's majestic. Oh, yeah. So you I, phone magic phone? Oh, yes. The, oh, the yes, ringtone is the entire movie. So when, you, when you, if somebody calls you, you just let it sit for two hours. Yes. Yes, I do. Just let it run. Uh, no, no, no. I'll get it later. Just let it run. Uh, Chris, is that the Top Gun? Sound? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Hang in there. Can't you no, feel that's... the baby face, Jennifer Connelly? <laughs> that's not Top Gun. It's that's what I get when I get a text. Mm. <laughs> All right, Chris. I want you to summarize for us today. Uh, oh, tell shit. everybody who hasn't seen this or hasn't seen it in a while. I would like Which you I to summarize. Not. I'd never yeah. seen it before either. <gasps> yeah. Newbies. Boom. That was a high five for the visual. Yep. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, Chris, that's exciting. Well, tell us what you learned. Today, I would like you to summarize in the style of Hoggle, which means you can summarize for good or evil. I don't know. Mm, okay. I never Fortune. know whose team you're summarizing for. Yeah. The year, 1986. The planet Earth. America somewhere. Jennifer Connelly plays Sarah, a girl who is obsessed with maybe medieval times i don't know she's in her own world her mom was an actress who died and and now her dad is married to a, to uh, his new wife her stepmom who is horrible and makes her babysit for their infant son toby do you Toby's guys very- know anybody who is a step parent yet nope i know one guy who's a stepdad and i feel like i have to stop hating all step parents like i learned from disney you hate new mom or a new dad, but in real life, like he could just be a really nice guy who's dating a woman with some kids. Are you seriously saying you never saw the stepmom? Oh, I never saw that. No. Did you not? What? No. what? Is it a horror movie? Because it sounds no. like a horror movie. No, it's a Julia it's Roberts a movie. Wonderful movie. It's a yeah. wonderful movie that will make you cry like you've never cried before. Oh, oh my god. <gasps> well, oh. I need something to. Uh, this is just starting to undo that damage that Disney has done to me. Yeah, I would get on Stepmom right quick. Okay, but it's. You know, that sounds like a different movie when you say it that way. (laughs) Oh, God. Get on Stepmom like you would on a plate of nachos. What? (laughs) It's all one Stepmom. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm sorry, Tanya. No, I meant it. I meant it sexually, not like I'm going to not. So did I. All right. Well, let's go to town okay. and some nachos. Chris, uh, anyway. Hope you so, like chili, um, Alex. <laughs> just like Disney characters who don't have moms, Sarah does not have a mom. And instead, she lives in a dreamland of her own creation where she is rehearsing a play, perhaps, uh, called Labyrinth uh, in the park. And she realizes she's oh. late for her babysitting gig, runs home, and, and it turns out that, that she has to babysit her little stepbrother, Toby, again. What a bummer. And in fact... Quoting from her play, she wishes that goblins would come and take him away. See, I'm sorry, Chris. I was under the impression that that small booklet she was reading from called Labyrinth was just the script, the script for the movie. Of the movie Labyrinth, <laughs> where everybody like Robin and Menentites pulls out their script and checks and like, yep, okay. No, yeah. I thought it was some sort of like Muppet Bible. 
<laughs> or like oh, sure. a spell book or something. Okay. Well, anyway, she has this book. She wishes for goblins to come and take Toby away, and little did she suspect that they actually come and do. There are goblins, and they come and and they take Toby away. Now and they're they're very particular about wording. They are. They are. If you don't say it quite right, they don't. Uh, they take they don't come and away. take the baby brother away. But she actually uh, bad lucks into it, and immediately regrets her decision. Um, but the thing is that the Goblin King is David Motherfucking Bowie, sure. and he's got a badass wig and some crazy eyebrows and some makeup. And he is actually in love with Sarah, and he says, "I'll give you anything in exchange for your brother." Um, you know, we can raise him as a goblin. He'll be mine. And she goes, no, you know, I kind of regret that thing I offhandedly said. Um, and so he says, okay, I'll challenge you. I'm going to put Toby in my castle with magic. You have 13 hours on this crazy 13-hour clock to run the labyrinth that precedes my castle. And if you get there and you get Toby, well, I guess he's yours. But uh, I sincerely hope you don't because I want the baby and I'm sort of in love with you. So she goes on this quest, and she goes, and she winds through the labyrinth. She meets uh, Hoggle, who is a sometimes treacherous, wrinkly person with a limp. Um, she meets Ludo, a big, fuzzy monster who looks strong but is actually very cowardly. Hodor. Uh, like Hodor, very much so. And mm. she meets uh, who I called Sir Ferret, but his, <laughs> his name is actually Didymus. And he's a tiny little dog ferret creature who is very gallant and and wants to fight everybody Uh, but the delightful thing is he rides a sheepdog like a horse yeah and together they surmount various obstacles including uh psychotropic peaches and um they they eventually get the baby back i i want to say um yeah you know and and david bowie gets to sing some songs there's some tossing of babies it's all it's all pretty delightful i think don't forget the dancing there is some dance magic dance. That's true. <laughs> there yeah. is, uh, including one dance that was, uh, I'm going to speculate, perhaps not shot in that particular location that it looked like. <laughs> yeah, there's Probably this one, not. <laughs> there's this one where these fire puppets toss their heads to each other. I mean, it's, it's a musical with some songs in it um, that don't ever propel the story, but we love it anyway. And, sure. Um, yeah, it's like know. it's. It does seem like they're just soundtrack songs, but that we stop and enjoy the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody, the characters are like, wait, hold on, David hold on, Bowie this, wrote this is this. good. Let's yeah. let this one run. Yeah. So uh, that's labyrinth. It's basically just uh, girl runs maze, gains friends, eventually gets baby back. Yeah. Also, see- the whole point is David Bowie, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's about friendship or if it's about David Bowie. I think it's about David Bowie. Da-da, da-da, right? <laughs> All right. Well, it's a pretty pretty solid summary. It makes it seem a lot more simple than it is. But uh, let's let's do this. Let's start and end with a compliment. No, no. I, I think there's some wrinkles we'll get to in a second. But let's start and end with a compliment. Uh, Sarah, as our guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening half of the compliment sandwich. Which do you prefer? I will go first. All right. What is your major compliment? Well, as I mentioned, the all of the music is now my ringtone. Uh-huh. Yes. I had forgotten how truly visceral 80s music could throb through your being, uh-huh. particularly if you're listening to it on headphones. And there oh. is so much 
air guitar <laughs> 80s throb that I expected to see shirtless guys playing volleyball with Tom Cruise at any moment. It yeah. was incredible. Was there some that just made its way right into your <laughs> wow, wow, wow. It was amazing. It was almost porn music. It was so, the saxophone so solo close. as much as I do, just as an artifact of music. Yes. So, yeah, you don't, you don't like harmonica solos, Tanya, but you're way into saxophone solos. Oh, you know what? Those I'm, are different. I missed a really key harmonica solo. Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls has the most incredible harmonica solo. <laughs> I rediscovered it this morning and was like, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> but a so sax solo, that'll take you. How oh, do you feel? Well, that'll take you to a whole other place. How yeah, do you feel about a song. whistling solo? Mm. A whistling solo? Yeah. Even, like sitting in the dock of the bay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like reserved for docks on the bay. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things that everyone thinks they can execute and nobody can, and no. it's always proven because nobody they all... always off-key. It's, it's it is always, always off-key. Yeah. Is yeah. your name Paul Simon? Don't do it. Yeah. Get out. You're never, like, driving along and a harmonica solo comes on and everybody tries to hum along to the harmonica. Yeah, unless but everybody had to or... take recorder in gra- in grade school, right? Yeah, if you know. had to take recorder, just get the recorder, skip the whistle, get your recorder. Everyone <gasps> oh, has. One. You're so See? right. Yeah. Everybody knows how to play the friggin' recorder, but yeah, nobody it's can like whistle a on key in your mouth. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Got my turkey leg in one hand and my recorder in the my other. Let's go. <laughs> Could somebody dress me in a jerkin? <laughs> I think it's a gherkin. No, it's certainly not a gherkin, nor is it a merkin. No. <laughs> I, this show is, go, is going to be changed in, from now on. Instead of about bad books and movies, it'll just be about the wonderful burgeoning relationship between Tanya and Sarah. Because <laughs> I, like, yeah. I feel like we've actually made some connections here today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're making magic here tonight. <laughs> Right, magic with gherkins. Tanya, yeah. you, you, uh, Tanya, you, you pull up your gherkin. You'll be next. What's your major compliment? <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I feel like it could just be David Bowie, right? Yeah, I the think glory that might that be is David Bowie the in the mid to is, late eighties. Oh, he's so good, you guys. Also, I do, I do want to say something about his hair in this, or mm. rather, his hair piece. Yeah, I'm just assuming that's not all him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it does, it reminds me of uh, Patsy from AbFab if she like had a fight with a leaf blower yeah. or some kind of like chopping mechanism. Sure. Yeah. Like the, the leaf blower like really did something terrible to her. Yeah. yeah. And then she was in dire need of like a deep conditioner, but never sure. bothered. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. But just like the, the tendrils yeah. really, it felt very AbFab to me and I, I was into it. I was feeling it the whole time. Did you think it was absolutely fabulous? I did. <laughs> I did. I I enjoyed David Bowie. I guess I don't have the the previous relationship with David Bowie that you all seem to. In that what do you mean I mean by previous I, relationship. I mean, I pretty much Current. only know him as Tesla. Oh, what? No. Wait, 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 wait. You had wait, never wait, heard, wait. perhaps under pressure, or ch ch changes, or rebel, I, rebel. I mean, I guess I've heard under pressure and ch 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 changes, but I don't think of them very often. I don't know. Sorry, 80s music. Oh. I'm sure you're great. 70s? 70s. 70s? Try Sorry, Glam Rock on for a, for a tight, spangly feel. Yeah. I'm sure it's... I believe that it's great. I just don't have that previous relationship with it that you or, do. Or Starman. Everyone, write to Alex with your recommendations <laughs> for a David Bowie education. Yeah. I don't like how much homework I just got myself. 
I'm going to go. So n- sexy, your since, homework. Since Tanya, since you took an obvious compliment, I'm going to take my the second most obvious compliment Ooh, next. Ooh, dig. No, 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 no. I was Burn. sharing. We're sharing. No, no. I think you took a major thing that people really like. Mine is going to be the puppets. So I love the ostrich hat. I like the one that looks like Chewbacca. I like the squirrel on the dog. I like the cock print on David Bowie's yoga pants that seems to respond to wind. <laughs> All of them, some very good work. I'm from- going to need a minute. <laughs> it was a very convincing stick puppet, wasn't it? it? Was- <laughs> Kevin Nash was down there. magical creation. Just from the uh, Jim Henson's Creature Studio, they, they were able to put that together. <laughs> I like all of them. You guys so. call Ezra. I have to take a time. <laughs> Man, you we we found we found the heart of Tanya. We found it. Is she gone? In There's David she, Bowie's pants. <laughs> His high waisted pants that leave little to the imagination. <laughs> the only thing Those they were some uh, magical pants. They leave yeah. only the yeah. under half to the imagination. Because you see top and sides. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Chris. What's we've taken care of the big ones. What's your major compliment? Well, piggybacking on the on the puppets. uh, You know, I I loved the variety that they got into the goblins. You think of a goblin as one sort of thing. They had many sorts of things. They had fat goblin. They had fat face, but otherwise little goblin. (laughs) And my favorite goblin. Goblin with a bike safety flag on top of his head. You could always tell where he was in a crowd. He was an excellent tour guide. And, uh, you know, he was my favorite because he was easy to spot. <laughs> You'd never, the, the never lost Goblin. <laughs> never lost, or at least we never lose him. I, I, I enjoyed the Goblins, although you said a phrase just now that confuses me, which is you picture Goblins as one thing, and I don't picture Goblins. I have no idea what a Goblin is. Oh. You just hear goblin and you think, huh, that's that's a small nefarious creature. Like a troll, I have like a picture of a troll in my head, or like a ghost, or a ghoul. No. <laughs> or a gnome. No, wait, okay, yeah, gnome. But, but a goblin, no? Yeah, I just don't have, there's no, I don't know the no. the platonic form of goblin. I just don't, I can't picture that. Huh. Where well, else are there goblins? What other story has goblins in it? Gremlins? Are gremlins goblins? No, gremlins are. I think are... they might be gremlins. <laughs> Gherkins? Are gherkins goblins? <laughs> no, those are just cucumbers that have aged. No, goblins, hobgoblins. I guess I think of them as like sort of like ethereal versions of like gargoyles. Like they they're they're uglier than ghosts, uh-huh. and they're more substantial. Um, yeah, and they're more like creatures than people. Like they're not former people. They're like creature like, and they're so they're like but, they're sort of like mad hobbits. Yeah, or yeah. like small orcs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. See, I think it's turning out that you guys don't actually have this platonic form of a goblin either. I, it's well, just not a creature a we think blurry. about. Yeah, but I enjoyed that there's a thing called a goblin, and the range goes from tiny one to large one to, to apparently David Bowie. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to talk about that. Goblins. Yeah, well, yeah. so let's. I guess let's talk about that. Why is the king of goblins... An 80s musician. Like, it seems like to get the position of King Goblin, you'd have to at least be of the goblins. I mean, if you're David fucking Bowie, you're king of something, right? Yeah, synth pop? I don't know. Whatever he's king of, it just seems like maybe not goblins. Huh. Like, how does the goblin monarchy work? Has it always been ruled by 80s musicians? Or is that a recent takeover? No, I think David Bowie is the once and future goblin king. Well, and how do you distinguish a, a goblin from a ghoul? 
Well, Sorry. Oh, come on. A ghoul is like a ghost. A goblin is like a like a substantial creature. Is and that? We, are we sure? Yeah. Oh. A ghoul is like a minor. We are ghost. now. <laughs> the difference between a ghoul and a ghost? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mostly thinking of Jay Z's verse on Monster. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, I mean, who, although yeah. he changes tack really quickly. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, yeah. Ghoul, a zombie with no conscience. Yeah. What right. do they all have in common? Well, except for monsters. the zombie with no conscience, that's kind of a that's a little redundant. Yeah. What, what's the zombie that's like? Hmm. If one person fell on a train track, but it saved five people. Yeah. <laughs> a zombie with feelings. <laughs> uh, nope. You guys haven't answered my question. How did a guy with weird eyebrows rise to get king of goblins? How did that? I mean, I think first you start out getting really active in your goblin community. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Become a community organizer. Yeah, you become a community organizer. <laughs> a goblin organizer. Form of goblin hope and mm-hmm. also stealing goblin children. Goblin hope and also neighborhood watch, yeah. you know. Stealing babies. Uh-huh. Certainly, S- certainly ba- baby stealing, but also, you know, baby caring. Baby caring. And, and you have and to have a, a pants strategy, too. You do. Motherfucking monster. Conquer. Stop your, stop your silly nonsense. Nonsense. None of you niggas know where the swamp is. None of you niggas have seen the conscience. All right, actually, this is going to get this is getting us into our next segment anyway. So let's just jump into it. So our for our anchor segment today, we're going to play Claire Ezra explains it all. Ezra's on vacation. Chris, since you are our reigning uh, king of bullshit mountain champion, I think you can handle this. Yeah, in his stead, I'll be Claire Chrissa. Yeah, Chris, I can't do it. Chrysanthemum. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Chrysanthemum explains it all. So that's what we'll do it. You're just Chrysanthemum. Uh, so, so Chris, uh, we're going to yes. ask you questions about this movie that were a little confusing. Like, yes. why is he king of the goblins? You just answer away. So in any, any order, so who has a question for Chris to try to explain something from this movie? I, I have a question. Go for it. Yes, Sarah. In the lyric, the timeless, theologically mysterious lyric, mm-hmm. yeah. I saw my baby crying Hard as babe could cry. Yes. How hard is that? Well, that's a good question. It's, and does it's, it refer to a babe, any babe, or specifically the Sultan of Swat, Babe Ruth? Uh, not Babe Ruth and not a Baby Ruth candy bar. What about the pig, babe? Is it, is it about the pig? Yeah. No. As oh hard as a pig in a city can cry. Oh, but the babe can cry. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, they, they, they do say, that'll do, babe, and that quiets the babe. But right. actually the babe is the baby Toby, um, where he's singing about the baby Toby. And Toby can cry about as hard as a human can feel pain, which is harder than a diamond, but less hard than a neutron star. Wait, so if I... But do I need, like, a code to get him to stop crying? Do I have to be like, bah, ram, you, shut up, baby, and then he stops? Don't you think that if parents knew that, we would have a much easier time with yeah. the children? I think the answer is mostly just that David Bowie dances, and he goes, dance, magic, dance. It does seem he, like... And jump, well, does, magic, jump. It does seem yeah. like this is actually raising a really important question as well, Chris, is what... Yes. Why was David Bowie so interested in becoming a father, but not interested in making his own baby? Well, um... With whom... Well, true, with whom? I mean, Um, presumably the Goblin Queen would be just, like, a really hot lady from the 80s. Wasn't the whole baby kidnapping thing just a giant play for Sarah? It was just a giant play for Sarah. I mean, he was clearly desperately, desperately in his pants for her. Um, But isn't she, like, a child and not a goblin and he's a goblin? Or maybe not? 
Well, he certainly has magic powers. He may not be of the goblins, but he's king of the goblins, right? And Sarah's right. This this can be seen as a large uh, sort of flirtation of a movie between. So this David is just Bowie an escalation Sarah. of that thing where, like, you, when you like a girl in fourth grade, you throw pebbles at her on the playground, and then like, yeah, or you take her pencil box and don't yeah. give it back. In which right, case, right. the pencil box is an infant stepbrother. <laughs> Right, so you just know. steal her you baby. You fall in love with someone and they have kids, and then you, you fall in love with their kids, too. And, and you, you steal the kids in the night, and then... Yeah. And or you then, use the children as an emotional, emotional manipulation tool, which yeah. is always effective in getting people to do what you want. It, yeah. Oh! <laughs> so is that... Okay, so all of this... Does this also explain why David Bowie's kind of a dick for no reason? Because it seems like he's got a lot of hate. Really? Yes, and he keeps it in his pants. Well, yeah, that's where the that's where the hate would is coming from. Powerful, well, throbbing he's, hate he's, for a lot of, <laughs> a lot of areas. The music. He's swollen with hate for sure. <laughs> but I think that he, more than anything, it's not hate. I think he's determined to make things difficult for Sarah to make it a journey that is is worth taking. I think if it's too easy, you know, it it won't be something that uh, she'll actually want to get to the end of. All but right, he threatens to throw. He, he threatens to throw. Sorry, just to finish that thought. He threatens to throw Hoggle in the uh, forever stank. So like that seems yeah. like pretty. That was like, the bog of eternal stench. Yeah. The bog yeah. of eternal stench. Yeah. Bog of eternal stench. Sure. Forever stank. I mean the same. It seemed. Yeah. Um, not to be confused. Right pay the price. Yeah. <laughs> not to be conf- right. confused with uber stank, which is just the German Uber meaning very stank. Sure. Yes. Sure. Um, that's on- that's the only thing. That is <laughs> yes. Um, no, but in I that mean, case, that's... the name was worse than the actual bog. Like the 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 ramification of being tossed into the bog of eternal stench was that you would smell bad forever. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of these characters bathing. There were no bathrooms or a... bathtubs in the labyrinth, or in the, they all looked kind of grotty. So, what's the scale of bad smell that we're working here with? I mean, they could that's... already be themselves bogs of eternal stench. It's sort yeah, of a toothless yeah. threat. Sorry, that was yeah. a swamp with three protruding, essentially anuses. Yes, that's um, true. That, that basically <laughs> continually fart terrible stench uh-huh. at you. I mean, that's a pretty stanky bog. It is. Also, it's possible. You make a good point, Sarah. That there are a lot of bathrooms. She just never found that door. I mean, she was pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> bathroom. Yeah, it's the labyrinth. It could be Macy's. Either way, there's no bathroom that you can. It's find. hard to find. <laughs> never going to be a bathroom, you guys. <laughs> Tanya, you were going to ask a, ask Chris a question. Oh well, uh, I so I have a question. What is the? What would you say is the overall like moral journey that Sarah takes? Is it basically just like? being okay with having a brother are we learning some larger lesson about love and desire as mm. like her like tripping out at the ball might or is this be? just sort of like one of those like don't say it out loud if you don't want it to be true magically right like be careful what you wish for is that right. really like the banner message of labyrinth or is it just like david bowie appreciate that <laughs> well one might ask which moral you would say Okay, oh. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. But, but rather than be annoying and, and dealing riddles, I mean, clearly the answer is mostly David Bowie with a side of, you know, appreciate what you have, practice gratitude and live your best life. So it's you Oprah's f- Labyrinth? Yeah. Uh, starring David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie. Yes. Why isn't Oprah the Goblin Queen? Well, because the Goblin King was Tilda Swinton as David Bowie as the Goblin King. <laughs> And that's just yes. And I'm, I'm not really sure that Oprah has a place in that story. 
Is All right, because gonna... it's only white people. Be real with me. I was going to say, there's no black people in the, in the labyrinth. No oh, people of color. That is no. true. And there's not a oh. single brownish or any other color. Well, well the monster. Well, the puppeteers were. The puppeteers were. Yeah, yeah Kevin. Color. Kevin Nash was also, there. Well, Ludo is like orangutan colored, so I guess that's a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that. Yeah, I don't want to prescribe more. that as race. So, no, Chris, well, I'm going to I'm going to take a big jump away from that. I'm going to ask you a totally different question, which is right at the beginning. Um, yes. I don't want to play too much into obvious stereotypes here about gender, but she mm. walks up to the front of the labyrinth, and before she even looks at the wall, she turns to the guy and says, "Do you know where the door is?" And I just want to know why women ask for directions so quickly. <laughs> The door was right in front of her. She didn't even bother to look up at the big door. She just turned and asked for directions. You woof. know, woof. Wow. <laughs> um, There's just the a guy killing logic. fairies, and she's like, I'm going to ask him for directions. She didn't even bother to go through the door first. So you're, you're veering away from a discussion of race to talk about gender? <laughs> well, that, to talk about gender like an 80s lounge act, not like... Okay, so, <laughs> Alex... <laughs> Alex, let's let's presuppose that you've wished away your baby brother through through the course of a uh, you know uh, a deal with a goblin king. Can we make it baby right. sister so that it's believable and also an excellent fantasy? Okay, fine. Bye, Teresa. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. I'm just yeah. kidding. Teresa's great. Test. Um, <laughs> the thing is, you're on a you're in a completely new world. It's a magical realm. It's a magical plane. You see a magical person there. Clearly, you're going to ask them, hey, dude, what's up with all this craziness? I mean, I don't think it's about where the door is. I think it's how, do this, how does this world even work, man? Yeah, that's I mean, a fair she, question. I mostly just I'm wanted to ask my question. I'm going to assume she north from her south. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Why would you assume that? <laughs> so are you just – so by that logic, though, like, do we think that she still would have asked for directions if she had Google Maps on her phone? Uh or, like, if, is this a movie of the time? Because, like, the modern version of Labyrinth would be just, oh, we turn left here, oh, we turn right here. Your destination Alex, is on the phone? right. Ring, 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 ring. It's 1986, dude. No, dude. that's what I'm saying. Is like, it's a timely film because if they filmed this now, she would just be like, your destination is on the right. But back then I'm she had to do it. I'm assume that she just wouldn't get service. I feel like that's every horror movie. Oh, yeah. Zero phones. bars. <laughs> I don't have any bars. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This Labyrinth is hard. You? But also, Alex, yeah. I mean, like, the, the structure of the story is basically a sideways glammed up Wizard of Oz, and she has to meet people to form her merry band. I mean, uh. Uh, Hoggle is basically the tr- slightly treacherous scarecrow, just as Ludo mm-hmm. is the quite cowardly but very large lion. Uh. I mean, the dog is definitely still the dog, but unless she meets people, unless she interacts, the story doesn't work. This is a very smart answer. David Bowie is just a tiny man hiding inside David Bowie's pants. Super insightful. <laughs> that was really insightful. That's not how I was hoping this would go. <laughs> Including that tiny man. <laughs> okay, so Chris, then why does the Nectarine make her go to a masquerade ball forever? Because this was written by Terry Jones and Monty Python, and some parts aren't designed to be understood by American audiences. No, everyone <laughs> needs a dream ballet. Every musical has one, and that is exactly what this is. Including Superman, the movie starring Christopher Reeve. Sure, you need something where there's like potentially mist swirling on the floor. Or, at yeah. the or a prom. You, have... you can also have a prom. Ooh, it a has prom. to be a prom or a ball. This was both. This was both. And mm. also, I liked that the thing, the, like, device that, like, physically broke up the dream ballet was the wedding chair that she throws at the end that's, like, one of those, like, stereotypical uplighting, like, wedding oh, chairs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, mm-hmm. that felt very symbolic to me. Mm. 
So she's not ready to get married to a man who's the king of a magical land and like 30 years older than her? But you Symbolically? Kinda see her, you kind of see it being contemplated. It's like, what if this happened? Yeah. She enjoys dancing with him while wearing puffy, puffy sleeves. I feel like that's part of the like undercurrent of this, though, is that she's like, she's sort of uncomfortable savoring this idea of being like appealing to a man. Like, yeah. isn't that part of the deal here? That there's like, there's something about this that's sort of alluring. And there's also something about it that feels very threatening and very, like, off-limits. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And it awakens sexuality in all of us that we're not quite ready to deal with. <laughs> sure, sure. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> that is a theme that I can get behind for this yeah, movie. it's that thing that makes us all say, oh, you know, sexuality is a spectrum. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'm amazed. Following security recording from the Read It and Weep office is required but not approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Use that address whenever you buy something from Amazon and we get a percentage of your purchase. Good morning, Alex. Did you have a good weekend? Oh, it was great. Thanks. Can I ask you a favor? I can't remember the password to the supply closet. Can you let me in? Oh, sure. No problem. Everything around here has been so hard since we installed that labyrinth. Halt! One of these doors leads to the printer ink, while the other one leads to certain death. You can only ask one question, but only one of us tells the truth while the other one only lies. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember this. So, uh, here's my question. Um, let's see, I, uh, if, if I ask her, is that the right door, what will she say? Ah, uh, uh, let me check. Uh, uh, she'll say yes. Awesome. All right, Tanya, it's the door on the left. Thanks. Damn. Hey, Tanya, do you want some coffee? I'm going to go head over to the break room now. That sounds lovely. Halt! One of these doors leads to the break room, and the other leads to a certain doom. You can only ask one question, but one of us only can tell the first half of a joke. And the other one can only tell the punchline. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, is that the right door? Two angels are pissing off the side of a cloud, and one says to okay, the other... Okay, I got it. Thank you. It's the other one. I, I remember. Thank you. Damn. I'll be there in a second, Alex. I just need to use the bathroom. Halt! One of these doors leads to the ladies' room and the other to certain doom. You can only ask one question. One of us can only spit Jay-Z lyrics, while the other can only sing Beyonce hooks. You know what? I'm going to work from home today. Does shopping for office supplies feel like a labyrinth? Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon and get free shipping on all orders over $35 while supporting your favorite podcast. Have your office manager go to read-weep.com slash Amazon to become a podcast hero. Hey, Tanya, do you take cream? (laughs) Halt! One of these doors leads to the refrigerator, and the other leads to certain doom. Oh, fuck my ass. One of these doors leads to Alex's ass, while the other leads to certain doom. So you guys, for our next segment, we are going to play the game of How Would You Fail to Survive? So our sponsor, Big H, uh, told us that we should play Claire Ezra, and we're, I'm going to choose our second game as, as, as this because I think that it is a tough world in Labyrinth, and she makes it through very impressively, 
but yeah. not all of us are strong enough to survive in the labyrinth world. So if, a labyrinth of no bathrooms. <laughs> especially, especially now that we realize that. I mean, that is obviously one way we'd fail Ooh. to survive. Yeah. Uh, so anybody else, do you have another thing about this that would make it really difficult for you to get through the labyrinth? Like, for example, I get turned around really easily. So that's already trouble. Can I just say I love to babysit, so I wouldn't even get to the labyrinth. I'd be like, oh, cute kid in a crib. Let's hang out all night. <laughs> I wish the Goblin King would let me babysit all the time. Yeah. And the owl outside the window is like, oh, damn, got to practice my contact juggling some other day. <laughs> yeah, was that the birth of raver culture, by the way? Was just yeah, David with him Bowie just going, woo, woo, with his hands. Like, crystal balls. Glistening orbs, baby, glistening orbs. Oh, that was yeah. That's about something. That's got that's directing you somewhere. I think glistening orb will show you your dreams. (laughs) Hmm. Sarah, you sound like you're about to say something. Do you have a Do you have a way that you'd fail survive here? Well, it would definitely not be stimulating to be my hat. And that was pretty much my favorite line in the whole movie. It's stimulating being your hat. And so you think (laughs) an ostrich living on your head would be stimulated. You're working mm. from home again today, huh? Yep. Yep. No yep. stimulation being my hat whatsoever. <laughs> I would fail. I feel like my life would be more stimulating if I had an ostrich for a hat, so maybe they would be, it's like a chicken and the egg thing. Yeah, yes. But, you know, then you just have a, a hat that talks to you all day when you're trying to, you know, concentrate or something, right? Right. Like, what if you get an itch? Then you have to disturb an ostrich just to scratch your own damn head. <laughs> well, we don't so, know where he stops and the ordinary ostrich is. Yeah, oh, that's true. Maybe the ostrich scratches the itch for you. Like, maybe you're a team, Chris. Why do you assume you're working yeah. against this ostrich? <laughs> you it's, know? A, it's a collaboration. Yeah. Collaborative relationship with this ostrich that happens to also be my head. I, I According to David Bowie, stimulation is probably a two-way street. Hey. <laughs> Only probably? <laughs> changes am I right? <laughs> I assume so. Yes. Oh, jump magic jump so i think the key the the key to surviving the goblin maze seems to be just be nice to everybody that's her like superpower is she's and nice. whining that it's not fair right yeah whine that it's sure. not fair and then be nice to somebody who you don't know and i am yeah. super awkward around strangers so i am sure like i would never have asked that guy for directions and then i would have but just, all you like, need is a plastic bracelet you're off the hook just I, give him a plastic bracelet it'll follow you anywhere yeah, yeah you know what you do with like a jawbone up Oh my god! <laughs> I, Would you like my Fitbit? <laughs> How many steps have I taken? <laughs> I love shiny things. <laughs> I just can't figure out how to charge it. Why does it say zero steps? I've been walking all day. What is this thing? <laughs> does anyone have a USB cable? <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think I'd make it pretty far in the labyrinth, but there's this problem. I have this. <laughs> crippling fear of cannon fire and at the end of the movie there's just goblins firing cannons every fucking which way yeah i think i would just run i i I wouldn't i'd run and probably into some crossfire it's odd because everybody has medieval weaponry except for the one goblin that is just made of machine guns sure or a a ring of tiny cannons yeah Yeah. it's just it seems like he's not playing fair if there's a sword fight and then your head is a machine gun (laughs) <laughs> you brought your He's head really to a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> what about David Bowie? He's just got crystal balls. He does, uh, and uh, so many crystal balls. He's also packing. So many. <laughs> yes. He can also turn intangible, so I think he's probably fine. Yeah, he's going to win in a war. Uh, 
I, I yeah. Mm. He's got the balls for war, that's for sure. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I also so, pulls him up by pulls himself up by his stirrup pants, I think. <laughs> well, and I feel like I would have also instantly been like, sure, let's raise this baby together. You and you and me and that weird baby. Yeah, yeah you oh, know, is Amon like, here? Is she here? She was so unhappy <laughs> at home. Why not yeah. just fall in love with David Bowie? And it seems like uh, what? No, you don't he's think like the, he's like he's like the definition of toxic relationship. That guy just fear oh, me, sure. love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. Let yeah. me rule you, and you can have everything you want, dude. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. Colin in 1986. It's true. I Basically, feel, yes. I feel like that. I'm, not, I'm just not sure I understand it. So if you do everything he says, he will be your slave. That seems like he doesn't understand that relationship. He doesn't understand what <laughs> slaves are. Yeah. <laughs> That's more like, I will do anything to please you if you only do anything to... I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I feel like no. maybe he's a confused lover, not a bad one. <laughs> he's like, here's how it's going to work. Oh, wait. Hold on. I don't think anybody suspects David Bowie in Labyrinth to be a bad lover. You know? I, he seems oh. attentive. And by that, I mean here today and gone for most of the movie. And then <laughs> sometimes a man, sometimes an owl. You know, everything you want in a lover. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a mean dance sequence. He does. Yeah. He, uh, he also, though, like, you know, he sends people after you. So he's like, you know, he might be kind of manipulative with your friends, which I don't like. Yeah. Although I Didn't do he... admire somebody who delegates. Oh, that's Didn't true. he deploy some sort of spinning weapon of doom down a tunnel? I mean, that's, yeah, that's not a good support that a thing a, to do. That was mostly at Hoggle. Yeah, and it was yeah. three guys on a bike, really. Yeah, I did. That was, that was something I loved, I mean, actually. It was the great. cleaners. It was just, like, corridor-filling drill with, like, crazy, spinny, scary arms. And then it goes by, and the back is just three Muppets on a bike. Yeah, and the back I, is just like, <laughs> and the Muppet show tonight. Nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. I have it's nothing like, hey. bad to say about the Jim Henson portion of this movie. There's nothing to complain <laughs> no, about. There could never be... No. Uh, nope. So I also Certainly. think, though, if so in that relationship, I should also uh, add that I think while David Bowie might be a confused lover, I do feel like the 15-year-old's not the best. You wouldn't really want to hang out with her. She's super melodramatic. Oh, she's yeah. terrible. Also, she reminded me of myself. She's <laughs> not great. Not in appearance or, like, general, I don't know. But there every- were a lot of aspects of her that, but but, like you know dressing terribly and like talking to oneself in a field <laughs> that's something i totally did for a time also every time you talk there's a thunderclap. oh yeah. well i wished <laughs> i hope i'm in time i'm home in time for dinner thunderclap. yeah yeah she's certainly she's certainly a character i would have written when i was 15 mm, yeah <laughs> like, of course dark hair and light eyes and then she's just walking around reading your journal about her Sure. I yeah. Think. Quoting from it inspired. <laughs> she's deep like that. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. super deep. She also actually, you know, she actually does say at one point, Ugh, I'm a slave in this house, which just seems like a pretty gnarly exaggeration for someone who is just asked to babysit for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. And as a, as a half black individual, I probably would never have said that to my parents, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Also, uh,. Now it seems like she'd be great for David Bowie since neither of them understand the slave relationship. (laughs) They're a perfect match. (laughs) This just means we're friends, right? (laughs) You're my slave. I'm your slave. High five. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. <laughs> I think that brings us to the second half of our cow helmet sandwich. Uh, so we're going to go in reverse order. Chris, you're up first. Yes. What is the, your minor compliment for this movie? Okay, so I did love Sir Weasel, of course, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. gallant one-eyed weasel. Yep. Um, but even better was his terrified sheepdog steed. Yeah. Brave Weasel would always charge into situations, and his sheepdog steed would constantly run away and then cower behind corners. And I thought it was the best bit of Muppetry uh, in the whole movie. The, ca- the cowering <laughs> dog, he's like always shaking visibly. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I liked it. Again, I have nothing I bad to I'm say about any of the Muppets. Guy. Yeah. I like it. I, do, I also like a, a dog named Steed. Uh, I think that's fun. Yeah. I, I also like the idea of something small riding a dog because when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was ride a dog. <laughs> you know, when you're and that size and a dog could be yeah, yeah. in that way. Yeah. It just looks and like a Chris sized horse. Yeah, exactly. Aww. You know what I would watch, you guys? What? Is a music video of the Rough Riders anthem, but it's just all babies riding dogs. <laughs> <laughs> With little tiny cowboy hats? That would be incredible. Somewhere, someone at YouTube has just sat up and looked around and they don't know why. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Stop. I feel tingly. Like. On the ground, opening up shop, and it's just dogs rolling and then rolling, with babies And then babies, around. like sitting on pillows, like riding them and like looking to camera. Oh, so that's, good. That's how Rough Riders hey. roll. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Go, I'm next, so my minor compliment is that uh, another Muppet compliment. I love the old women with backs. Backpacks of junk. Uh, oh yeah, they were sort of the lotus eaters of this, where you know, like the drug was just having all of your familiar things, but they'd pile you up so you couldn't move. They were and they were so fun. They were just like, oh, but what about Mr. Sprinkles? You love Mr. Sprinkles, don't you? What about your printing game? You love that. Like they're just so enthusiastic about her stuff. Yes. It, it made hoarding yeah. seem fun. I was just going to say it's the best visual manifestation of hoarding that I've ever seen. It is. And yeah. but it like made it seem instead of like a disease like just a person who's just too positive. That's the sickness. Yeah. Is like, oh, just, oh this is great. Oh, I love this toy. This is so fun. I'll have yeah, it on me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but the inability like stuck to, to me. decide between junk and treasure is what makes a hoarder, right? Cuz right. it's all treasure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Or it could make a very well-adjusted happy person if you're not going after treasure cuz you already have some. I don't need gold coins what about the treasure that i have in front of me yeah how many orders <laughs> once episodes? you've seen once you've seen a lot of episodes of hoarders it stops being charming what i did, promise what did we watch for this show like three or four yeah you didn't watch enough <laughs> <laughs> it's okay no it, it was good su- my my point is not that hoarding is great it's that if hoarding were like this i would hate it less oh, i sure. would feel less sad because they just seemed so happy the problem on hoarders is they're so sad it's just yeah. a terrible thing. Well, they're to watch. only sad because those clean people come into their piles of oh, trash and make them get rid of stuff. That's true. Fucking cleanies. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a show about like taking something that's really hard for people and then just doing it to them over and over and over again. It's yeah, not the and, hoarding like, three itself. Days and being like, "Quick, we can fix you. It's gonna be fine." God. All right. Uh, that brings you up, Tanya. What's your minor compliment? Um, there was a set piece that I really enjoyed that was kind of... I, I feel like they, they did enough work to kind of show it off, but they didn't they didn't spend that much time with it, which is basically there were, there were three, like, stones that were set a little bit apart, but when you got them in the right perspective, they made up Jareth's face. David Bowie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And that, that was, was completely dope. awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I was super into it. And you thought that originally he was just hanging out by graffiti of himself, but then as the camera moved, you could tell it was rocks that were set up like that. Yeah, it was, it was super cool, and I was yeah. like, they, sh- they should make more of these everywhere. <laughs> I'm sure they do, and I just am not cultured enough to know about it. Or maybe it. You're just, you just stood two inches to the right, and so you never noticed them. Oh, That's the problem probably. with the... Na- I, I'm pretty... <laughs> I like. They really installed David Bowie's face everywhere. Yeah, he his face could be literally in every city, and we just never look at it because we can't see the monuments unless you get it just right. And no one's ever told me. Oh, I'd be so tickled. <laughs> this is going to be the best Tumblr blog ever. Yeah, a Tumblr. <laughs> David of, Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie's face and things. <laughs> I like it. If I had two pictures, I would start that right now. But I, I we need to find <laughs> pictures of. I'll let that be a fan project. If you find pictures of David Bowie's face in things, then you should put it up at David Bo- pictures of David Bowie's face in things. <laughs> but, but make the music video first with the babies and the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, internet viral people, you have work. <laughs> I have to listen to David Bowie video. records as assigned by the fans. You have to go make these videos for Tanya. <laughs> it's only reasonable. All right, that leaves you, Sarah. What's your minor compliment? The the last compliment you'll give on the show for Labyrinth. I thought that this movie was a fascinating portrayal of a woman with a bit of a fanfic problem. Mm-hmm. But the best thing about it is at the end, she gets like 60 Muppets in her room. The reward for having a fanfic problem is to have Muppets in your bedroom. And apparently that's okay because nobody seemed to mind. I am down with that being the <laughs> consequence of really liking fanfic. Muppets everywhere in your bedroom. You wouldn't be that's worried awesome. about like two seconds after the camera l- cameras left at the end of the movie where her parents come in and are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is there a Muppet I, birthday party going on? I think that in Muppet Land, they would walk in and be like, it's the Muppets. This is great. Yeah. It looks like Bizarro World Muppets. They're not as friendly as Grover. <laughs> Where's Grover? <laughs> Did you guys notice? Have you guys ever. seen um, Have you seen The Dark Crystal? Not yet. I'm going to. I, de- oh. I, I definitely put it on my list because of this. It looked. I want to see it. You will notice so many similarities between some of the Muppets in this movie and some of the Muppets in The Dark Crystal, particularly the witch in The Dark Crystal. You can see how they sort of develop into additional characters. And I kept looking at this going, I cannot believe that this is a kid's movie because I am 39 years old and this is a little fucking scary right Yeah, it's it's PG-35. Yeah, I have a PG scaring the crap out of me. I mean, it was there were some really creepy-ass Muppets in this movie. There but in the end, they're were. all in your bedroom with you, and that's okay. They're well, friends. and they're, they're, a- they're specifically not in your bedroom in a menacing way. They're in your bedroom wearing a pencil party. and having a great time. Yeah. 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 Or, as I like to picture it, if I was the main character, since I'm so awkward with strangers and I made no friends in the labyrinth, I get back home and there's just the worm with the scarf and me hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> That'd I be guess, pretty good, though. I guess we're in this together, Worm. No, I will not and come after you. Two weeks with you. later, you and the Worm like aren't even getting along anymore. <laughs> I guess this was really a. All right, you're I'm not sure. allowed to use my bathroom. Yeah. All right, Worm, your stuff stays on that side of the line. I'm going to stay on this side of the line with my printing game. <laughs> you're boring a lot more of the time than I thought originally, Worm. <laughs> Uh, that's it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week talking about The Rising by Brian Keane. It's a it's a zombie love story thing, I think. Uh, really? Like that. Yeah. 
It's got zombies. We've had vampires, we've had witches, we've had sorceresses, we've had angels, we've had girls with flower wings. Yeah. Goblins. Zombie love story? I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna be like a teenage teenage romance about a about a zombie, but I do think I mean I've listened to like the first hour and there's some love and some zombies. So I'll 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 spoil this for you already. He's like we were so worried about Y2K, we forgot to worry about the zombie apocalypse. That's what the book's about. So Good. I'm glad the only thing that is keeping us from a massive zombie apocalypse is a few people not forgetting. Yep. A that's few all people it took. like rushing out to try the ATM machine to see if it'll work. <laughs> what if I only use two digits for my my year? Ah, zombie. Yeah. Anyway, so that's next week. Uh, I'll, I'll say a little more. Uh, sponsor Carlos said of that. Uh, what stuck out most to me was the use of the phrase "sucking a hundred dicks a day" twice in the novel. So, thanks, what? Carlos. That's another spoiler. Oh? <laughs> Yeah, you you have my attention. Yeah, <laughs> twice in the same novel. Time of brains. Yeah, I'm loving the time of lockjaw. I think. Am I right, ladies? I think I'm talking about the same two books. It does sound different now, and I'm kind of worried. <laughs> Maybe I've made a terrible mistake, and I'm listening to the wrong book. Oh no. Well, all right, we'll see. Uh, anyway, also uh, thanks to this week's sponsor, Big H. Uh, Last thing for Thank Big, you, H, Big she, H, she wanted to give a shout out to the Speed Demos archive. Uh, apparently, they did a, just did a summer games done quick event in, in the end of June, and what they do is twice a year they spend a week marathoning speed runs of video games to raise money for good causes. Um, apparently, back in January, they raised over a million dollars to for a uh, cancer prevention charity. So, if you've ever been told that you won't achieve anything by playing video games, check out Speed Demos archive. They're doing some cool stuff. Thanks, Big H. That's a cool shout out. Uh, and thanks for sponsoring. If you want to sponsor a book or a movie or possibly two different books, if I have to read a second one for next week. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to sponsor anything, uh, go to readdistribute.com, sign up for our mailing list. You can keep in touch, get some email, and sign up for the sponsors when they come out. And uh, that's. In, you can also find out more about us on Facebook, facebook.com, Twitter, at read underscore weep. I'm at Alex, Falc- Alex underscore Falcon on Twitter. This is at C. Walter Smith. Thanks for being here, Chris. Hey, you're welcome, man. At the Tanya Best. Thanks for joining us, Tanya. Ride or die, babies and dogs. I'm out. <laughs> Turn into the skid. <laughs> also joining us, thank you so much, thesmartbitchestrashybooks.com. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're at... On Twitter? No, at smartbitches. At smartbitches on Twitter. Or at smartbitches. Yeah. At smartbitches. Nice. Uh, but and- I'm going to change it to jump magic jump. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's available. <laughs> I'm gonna guess not. Uh, free followers to whoever at Jump Magic Jump is right now. <laughs> I know. Big H was really excited uh, to get you on our show, so she she requested you. And thank you, Big H. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can't pronounce your name better. Probably like Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Thanks, sure Howard. I would have noticed if it was Howard. <laughs> Pretty sure. Not entirely sure. No, Pretty definitely sure. not. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, baby.